It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Well, welcome everyone to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist. And I thank each of you for listening to the show today. You know, it's really nice to be back after a short vacation. And I Oh, now tell everybody where you were. Oh, I went to Hawaii and I did see real fish farms. But I'm going to talk about that later. So I want to thank Tamara and Cassie for a great show two weeks ago on diabetes. Fabulous. And Cara and Anna for a wonderful fun show last Saturday. I did hear that and I heard Anna laughing through it. Isn't she great? They're both great. She was talking about asthma. They thought it was a great show. Yeah. So I'm really proud of them. I mean, their passion, their dedication to providing life-changing nutrition education because they have to do all the preparation when I'm gone. And it's a lot lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Lots of research. Yep. And so we're tackling a very serious health problem today, breast cancer. Joining me, and you heard her voice, this is Wendy Cates Dancer is our co-host. And Wendy is a registered nurse, a nutrition counselor, an educator, sees clients at both our St. Paul and North North Oaks office. And you're seeing clients today. I'm going there today, right after the show. Yep. So if, and I'm I, pretty booked. Yeah, sure. So it's good. I, it's good. Yeah. So now you're working like one, you're seeing clients one day. One Saturday. One Saturday a, a month. month. Yes. So, because we nice. want to meet the needs of all the busy people out there. Yep. That's right? great, that's, Wendy. That's why. Yep. That's and good. S- Right. Um, So I think uh, whenever we hear the word cancer, a stream of fear often runs through our bodies. And so, you know, it really took a lot of thought to put this show together because it's a huge topic and uh, people get scared. They do. You know, they get really scared. It's a fear, uh, I think, of, you know, the unknown. I believe as women, we certainly have definitely a fear of breast cancer. But when you really look at the statistics, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a lot more a lot more women die of heart disease. A lot more. A lot more. 40% die from heart disease. And uh, actually, people dying from breast cancer, I think the, certainly the number of people that are getting it is going up. But the actual number of people that die from breast cancer is very small, uh, about 3%. So it's interesting. So, you know, it's it's really understandable, I think, that uh, to have a fear of cancer and all, all types of cancer, you know, it's now the number two killer of human beings, second only to heart disease again. Yep. Yep. And smoking is the number one cause of these preventable diseases. And so you got to quit smoking. I mean, if you're smoking, you got to quit smoking. So obesity, this is interesting though, is the number the second leading factor or cause of both heart disease and cancer. So there we have the first two. Yeah. Smoking, obesity. Yeah. The American Institute for Cancer Research, their number one recommendation is to maintain a healthy weight throughout life. The institute found it to be one of the most important ways to protect against cancer. I mean, it's just, people just don't connect that, do they? No. No, not at all. And, you know, in today's world of processed food, it 
seems many, like, you know, 67% of people are really losing that battle and gaining more weight. And I really noticed it. You watching? Oh yeah, we talked about that on the know, conference call. Yeah, the beaches in Hawaii, right? Yeah, the beaches in Hawaii and uh, people on the airplane oh. going to the bathroom, having a hard trying time to fit making, in the seat, get through the aisle. Yep, very interesting. So it is, isn't it? You know, I live over by Lake Phelan, and I see that there too. You know, we have a huge Hmong community. Yeah, and you know, a few years ago, uh, they were all very, very, very thin, and um, all of them are putting on weight too. Of course, eating our wonderful standard American, American diet. diet. Yes, <laughs> you know. So two thirds of us now are are over. We're losing the battle of the bulge. Yes. Um, for sure, it takes a lot of nutrition, nutritional knowledge and support to lose weight. I know that and to keep it off. Yes, it does. <laughs> that is why our weight and wellness classes started this week and we keep them going. We do. Uh, we offer real nutritional knowledge and real support to help people make better choices and lose weight. And it's just amazing. I love teaching these classes again. Just got done with class number one. I taught it Thursday night and Friday morning. And to just see light bulbs go off for people. It's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, that's how my body works. Yeah. That's how I gain weight. That's what's in my food. <laughs> well, I think that most people think in terms of uh, losing weight, they think, okay, I'm going to have to starve. And I just don't want to do that. Well, there's a better answer to it. And we know that when we sit down with people, Dar, they go, this is a lot of food. I don't <laughs> eat this much food. So simply by having less fat cells, we protect our bodies from cancer. Now, that's a good reason. You know, many of our clients, after having cancer, become very serious about their nutrition and their lifestyle habits. In fact, I have a client that I have seen once a month for almost 10 years because she values nutrition and knows that if she doesn't keep connected to nutrition knowledge and support, she may slip back into the sugar habit. So nutrition, sleep, exercise, good friends have kept her cancer-free for 13 years. The American Institute for Cancer Research has the following special recommendation for cancer survivors. All cancer survivors should receive nutritional care from an appropriately trained professional. The Institute recommends ongoing nutritional care by a trained nutrition Nutritionist in Cancer Prevention, Ongoing Support. Nutritional Care. Nutritional Care. And that's the American Institute for Cancer Research recommendation. Yeah. So makes sense to us, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. (laughs) To help listeners understand the role that nutrition and lifestyle habits play in prevention, we have invited a client of mine, Susie Horvath, who was diagnosed with stage 2 breast cancer in 2007, which is the same year Kevin Berger received that diagnosis. And Susie, um, I wanted you uh, to come on the show because of your enthusiasm about, <laughs> about this topic, but also the relentless, tireless research that you do uh, on a daily basis, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for having me to here today. I'm extremely thrilled to be 
part of your show today. Yeah, and, yes. and we really want to welcome you to the show. Thank you. It's like, uh, you know, I remember, Dar, do you remember at the State Fair? We yes. were at the State Fair, and Susie <laughs> runs up and goes, Hi, I'm your biggest fan. fan. <laughs> and and uh, you had had breast cancer again at the same time that Kevin Berger did. Correct. The same uh, oncologist, the same treatment. and All the same right. doctors. Isn't that something? Yes. Yes. And we hope Kevin Berger is doing well. Yes, also, we do. I believe she is. Yes, I think so. Yep. Um, so we know, uh, Susie, that you really never struggled with your weight, uh, and you didn't smoke, or did you smoke? Well, did you just ever for smoke? a tiny, tiny glimpse in my life, I did during college, but that didn't last very long. Mm-hmm. But something was affecting your immune system, and something caused you to get cancer because you also didn't have a family history of cancer. Not at all. And I think that was the biggest shock to people. I think everybody thinks that it takes a family history to get breast cancer. And quite honestly, 95% of the diagnosed breast cancers do not have a family history. Isn't that amazing? 95%. 95. No family history. Correct. Which tells so, you a lot. So what does that say then? <laughs> Well, We're doing something wrong. <laughs> exactly. Things have changed. <laughs> yes. And, you know, as I reflect back over the years before being diagnosed with cancer, I understand that my cancer started six to seven years before I even realized the problem. Learning that, I said to myself, you mean I had six to seven years to turn this around? That's interesting, Susie. We I just... like the way you said that. Oh, it, it was very frustrating to me when I learned that. And, you know, like you said... And mentioned, I was never overweight, didn't ever eat a lot of sugar. I was one of those crazy kids that asked for a head of lettuce for a snack at night. <laughs> and um, I was never a smoker except for that one period of time. But I did have some hormonal challenges. For example, when I, my husband and I first started trying to have children. I had two miscarriages. And that was the beginning of me really starting to hone in and realize that some things were not right with me hormonally. So did they also, at that time, did you receive extra hormones or anything? Because... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 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 And it was in prescription form. So it was not a bioidentical progesterone that I was receiving. Okay. And we all know, you know, Mm -hmm. what progestins do. You know, they've learned about the connection to that, to breast cancer. And then, of course, stress was a huge factor at the time Mm -hmm. for me personally. So with your hormonal problems, did you also have an estrogen positive type of breast cancer? Absolutely. Yes, I did. It was estrogen receptor positive. And I've read that we right now are in a sea of environmentally created estrogens. I understand breast cancer is linked to increased exposure to estrogenic hormones and xenoestrogens, which can come from environmental pollutants that have an estrogen effect like on the body. These harmful estrogens are created from a variety of materials in our environment. Certain types of plastics are also known culprits. Even those plastic water bottles that you see everybody using and reusing, which is really bad, um, those are risky as well. Then you have pesticides, especially DDT, which has been banned in the U.S., but still used in some countries. Which is kind of scary, isn't it? It's very scary. Very scary. And I read somewhere, too, that in order to give rats testicular cancer, they inject a certain type of pesticide that is known to directly give the rats uh, testicular cancer. 
So mm. I find that I, I was startled by that because to me that's just the obvious connection is right there. Mm-hmm. And then you have your also you know a variety of industrial contaminants, even trans fats, and our own fatty tissue, which I think comes to a surprise to some people. So in our heavier people, um, you know, we're creating estrogen. You know, yes, I can. I know this may sound a, crazy, but I sometimes feel some hormonal <laughs> stuff being created in my thighs. <laughs> and, of course, there's also the HRT given to women in menopause. And um, we can't forget those birth control pills either. You know, I think, it's, Wendy, I bet, I bet you're going to say we have to take a break. That's exactly okay. what I'm going to say. You can well, read you, my lips, you know, right? And we're going to break some of these things down that Susie just talked about because... Huge, 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 of, huge. Lots of stuff. Okay, okay. So, yeah, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Yes, there are definitely some things you can do to protect yourself from cancer. The American Institute for Cancer Research recommends we limit alcohol drinks. If alcohol drinks are consumed, limit consumption to no more than two drinks for men. For men. And one drink per day for women. Or none. I We say none, yes. yes. Questions about cancer or breast cancer, give us a call here at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Dishing Up Nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition has listeners in San Francisco, Miami, International Falls, and Billings, Montana. Whether you live in the Twin Cities or across the country, nutritional guidance is as close as your phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness offers phone consultations for people at a distance or too busy for office appointments. Would you like to increase your energy, lower cholesterol, or resolve digestive problems? Here's how phone consultations work. First, complete a health history. Next, discuss your health goals with a nutritionist. Then she creates an eating plan for your biochemistry and lifestyle. You make the time, and Nutritional Weight and Wellness provides the plan and support. Make the call from the privacy of your home or office and get nutrition expertise from the people you trust. For information, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438. Outside the Twin Cities, call 888-805-8954, toll free. Or go to weightandwellness.com. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. So what are some other recommendations from the American Cancer Research uh, Institute for Cancer Prevention? Here's some. Avoid sugary drinks such as soda, juice, you know, those coffee house mochas with all the sugar, Dairy Queen blizzards with 48 teaspoons of sugar. 48. That's just in the small one. No, that's in the big one. Oh, that's the big one? Yeah, that's the big one. Oh, okay. So that's the big one. Okay, so <laughs> only thirty six of the small. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so you kind of get the picture. You got to avoid sugar, and that's their recommendations. In it's the sugar that's in all these drinks that we are getting um, overloaded with. People don't even know that they're taking in that much sugar. Exactly, and we we know that sugar. Uh, feeds cancer. It's it's like its favorite food. Yes. We we do know that. Um, I want to go back just a little bit, too, because when Susie uh, was talking before about the fact that she when she looked back six or seven years, she could see where she had uh, problems with hormones and mm-hmm. things were starting. So what I want people to know, because there is such a big fear about cancer, is cancer doesn't happen overnight. Yes. It takes several years for cancer to develop. 
And even if you've been diagnosed with cancer, uh, if we could just help dispel some of that fear, let you know that you have some time, uh, you know, come in and see us, get some nutritional advice, find out what to do to build your immune system. You know, you know, it's like it might be just getting off a soda. You know, it's that that's one of the leading causes. Yeah, it's getting off a soda. I mean, certainly when we have a diagnosis of cancer, Dar, you and I are going to pull out out stops yeah, and have we people are. do. Um, you know, all the things we're going to be suggesting today, but absolutely getting rid of this, uh, you know, if you're smoking, stop smoking. Yeah. And we, can, uh, we help people stop, to stop. If you're overweight, yep. sign up for our uh, nutrition for weight loss class. Yep. And then an individual consultation, we can show you how to eat. Yep. Right. So should we take a caller or? Should... Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've got. Sarah, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hello. Hi. Did you have a question for us? I do. My 62-year-old father-in-law was diagnosed with leukemia a year ago. He has undergone four rounds of chemo and has had a bone marrow transplant, and they're not finding any leukemia cells, but his bone marrow still isn't functioning correctly, so he's very lethargic, very, very beaten down. Um, And I'm just wondering if there's any advice as what he can start eating to help give him some energy back. He keeps having to have transfusions, but I'd love to be able to give him any tips that you can share. Well, I think one of the things that I would recommend is he needs some more protein. He needs some meat, but he should be only eating grass-fed, organic types of meat. Okay. You know, and probably through the day, it would be the best, you know, by like five times a day. Five times a day, okay. And maybe not huge portions at once. But, you know, three, four ounces of protein several times a day. And then, you know, you got to do the vegetables. You got to do organic vegetables, lots of organic vegetables. Lots. And lots and lots lots of organic vegetables and good fat. You've got to do the olive oil and the avocados and the... the, Fish oil. And again, I would do only organic fats, you know, organic nuts, uh, all those things. Okay. um, you know, and that's kind of where we start, and then we add some extra special things sometimes when people come in on an individual basis. And I will have them do that. Okay. All right. That okay. sounds great. Thank you so very much. All right. Thank you. Thank you, thank you Sarah. So are we going to... We're going to take another caller. Oh, okay. We will do that. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Good morning. Good, Good morning, morning, Nancy. My 92-year-old mother was diagnosed with lung cancer, never smoked, no history in the family. It's now metastasized to her spine and lymph nodes in her chest. And um, the holistic clinic is recommending to put her on some, you know, organic vegetable juices and vegetable soups and that type of thing. Um, right now she's having a hard time swallowing because she had radiation just the minimal uh, two weeks of radiation and her esophagus is so raw and sore it's hard mm. for her to swallow she yes. is getting some um, fluids put in at the uh, cancer center they are giving her just the salt water but um, really concerned about getting her nutrition yeah. because you know, she's one, lightheaded one of the things that I guess I would recommend is to make some broth some you know homemade chicken broth that you actually get an organic chicken and you slowly cook it for several hours so that you get the the all the protein and the minerals, minerals. Out in mm-hmm. and into that broth and it tastes great and then you could add that to the 
probably if you would grind up uh, or pulverize vegetables, um, you know, then add that to the vegetables, and that would be a pretty substantial type of soup for her. That's That would be one of my recommendations. Wendy, you got anything else? Um, well, I I would, uh, and I'm sure you said you uh, have her at a holistic uh, clinic? Yes. Um, and uh, so I'm assuming they're already giving her uh, some fish oil. Uh, she does take fish oil right now. It's hard for her to swallow anything. So, mm-hmm. but we're trying to get back to that point again. Right, and and it might make a difference whether it's like a hot or cold uh, liquid on her esophagus. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, sometimes again, you could you could more uh, you might need to even make the broth cold uh, for her, and just put some liquid fish oil in there so she wouldn't have to swallow a capsule oh. or anything. And do we not necessarily need the chicken in there yet? It's more the broth. Is that what you're saying with those vegetables? Well, if you can get some of that chicken in, it would be great. Uh-huh. You know, I'm just thinking about how it is for her to swallow. Right, right exactly. And, you know, I mean, you can certainly puree. Uh, it's not quite as, well, you can make it tasty. But, you know, sure. you could, again, uh, either maybe chop it up really small or, you know, cook it until it's really, really tender. So, Right. Okay. Oh, thank you. Well, good well luck thank to you. you. Yes, and uh, thank you for taking care of your mother. Yes. Have a good day, Nancy. Hi, you too. So let's go back. Kind of, we were talking before about the, you know, the American in- Institute for Cancer Research said some of the leading causes of cancer and heart disease is excess body fat. It isn't just the food that people are eating that is causing obesity that leads to cancer. It is actually the fat cells producing excess estrogen. And that's kind of interesting. We like, we got little, our fat cells are making estrogen. And, you know, even if you think, look at some of the younger people, you know, the teenagers, you know, the ones that are, who are eating too many chips and are drinking too much pop and they're overweight and they often go into puberty at a younger age because of the estrogen being produced in their fat cells. So fat cells make estrogen, and we see it every day, don't we? Yeah, oh, we do. People yes, we are do. estrogen dominant. This They're just oozing estrogens. Mm-hmm. Well, Dar, remember when we talked about before the show, you pointed out to me that if a person is constipated, we don't naturally eliminate the toxic estrogens. And then they can build up in our bodies, making it more estrogen dominant. And boy, do I know that. Okay. So is that what is that a, something that happened to you? Maybe? Oh, that was a problem, yes. Most okay. definitely. Okay. Most definitely. And right. constantly doing things to battle that as well. And I just like to uh, let people know, you know, and I've also... Uh, you know, looked and read several articles, but Dr. Oz, I was mm-hmm. just so impressed when he was on Oprah talking about bowel movements. Mm-hmm. You know, most people don't talk about that. And he no. said, first of all, you have to look at them. He goes, <laughs> now, come on. Everybody knows you do. Right. <laughs> and he goes, what we need, what we really want are sliders, not ploppers. You want a slider, a, a bowel movement that slides into the stool, uh, you know, like within 30 seconds after you sit down very easily, mm-hmm. uh, it eliminates from your body, slides into the stool, and we don't want any straining, any ploppers. That, that's very, you know, this, this 
uh, this hard, these hard bowel movements are very hard on our digestive system. And then again, what happens is when uh, we're constipated is all of these uh, toxins, including the estrogens, are reabsorbed in the body. So I say ploppers, uh, no ploppers, <laughs> and sliders for everyone. But, but so, you know, getting you know more practical when you're thinking about it, and people say, well, yeah, but I am constipated, and I don't know what to do about it because I've done everything. And so, yeah, we see a lot of people, and that's the number one reason that they come to see us. It's a nutritional problem. Mm-hmm. And so we change what they're eating and we change some other things so that they don't have to experience constipation. And yes, we do have to go to the bathroom. We have to have a bowel movement at least once a day. At least. I mean, that. At least. You know, this uh, every three or four days is not healthy. That mm-hmm. is. That's toxic. Mm-hmm. That is. So every day we want a slider. <laughs> well, it's time for break. Okay. Already again, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and we are discussing cancer prevention. I'm Wendy Kate Stancer, registered nurse, nutritional counselor, and uh, working here today with Darlene Kavist and Susie Horvath, and we're talking about breast cancer. If you have questions for us today, give us a call at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. As a nutritionist, I believe that what you eat is the base of your physical and mental health. Each person has a unique nutritional needs, which I believe can best be addressed in an individual nutritional consultation. You know, what happens in a consultation? People always ask us this. Well, first, it's two hours in length. And before you come in for the consultation, we email you an extensive health history questionnaire that you bring into the appointment, and we address your personal goals. You know, you might be diabetic, or you might have depression, or maybe you can't sleep, or your cholesterol is too high, or you're training for a marathon, or you want to have better fertility. You know, all of these conditions are helped by better nutrition, and nutrition usually can eliminate the condition. So what's the fee for your personalized consultation? The total cost for the two hours is only $250, and you'll leave with an understanding of what to do and how to do it. So if you want an appointment, call 651-699-3438, and you can do it at any of the locations, and we have four locations, so there you are. You can come to St. Paul or North Oaks or Wyzetta or Lakeview. Yes. Lakeville. Lakeville. Yes. Lakeview, that's where I used to work as a nurse. <laughs> Lakeville, yes. And uh, it's just, uh, again, amazing, Dar, what we can do in two hours. People come in and they go, two hours? What are we going to be doing for two hours? And yeah. then they leave going, uh, we need more than two hours. You know, I mean, right. it's like when you get to talking about people and to people about food and they think they know everything about food, but yes. it's amazing what we don't know about right. Uh, food and how to eat healthy to support our bodies. So in talking about breast cancer, Mm -hmm. which is our huge, huge topic today, today for sure people know, need to know how to eat. Exactly. They really do. And, uh, and, and this, the, the hormones that are going on in, uh, you know, our food, our drinking water, our plastics. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to look at the the causes of these uh, 
xenoestrogens, these toxic estrogens, we can eliminate, uh, we need to eliminate or reduce exposure to many of them. So first and foremost, please, please, please never microwave in plastic. And I bet if we went into a lot of businesses across, Mm. you know, St. Paul and Minneapolis, there's lots of people that are microwaving. Do you see that, Susan? I just saw it yesterday, and it took everything in me to not say anything. To run and but, grab it. Oh, <laughs> microwaving in plastic containers. And these are intelligent people that are doing this. Well, they don't know. Exactly. So that's why we're telling them. Yes. <laughs> that's why we're telling them never, never microwave in plastic containers. We don't even recommend using the microwave, really let alone warming up food in plastic containers. When drinking water, it is best to not choose a plastic bottle, but to use a glass container. If you are drinking out of a plastic bottle, please try to find a safer grade of plastic. Grade one is safer for a single use in disposable water bottles. And you know, that makes me think of something, Darren Wendy. I'm reading a fabulous book, and it's called Detoxify or Die, and it's by Dr. Sherry Rogers. Oh, I know that. Uh, I've actually saw her speak once. Oh, she's wonderful. Get her newsletter. I suggest her newsletter as well. But in her book, she talks about how researchers were studying breast cancer cells, and they were using a glass Petri dish, and they switched to a plastic Petri dish. And they couldn't figure out why these breast cancer cells were growing on their own after not exposing them or injecting anything to the Petri dish. They later figured out that it was the plastic Petri dish that was making the breast cancer cells grow. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. That is, yeah. So amazing. rather than buying water Scary. in plastic bottles, you know, this is what I do. I, you know, I recommend calling Richard at Richard's Water. And having them install a water filtration system in your house to clear all the contaminants from the drinking water, first of all, and use a glass container. And you said Richard was up at... uh, Yes, Richard is up at North Oaks. We're going to have our our new office installed with this wonderful water. Rather than having someone bring in the water in plastic bottles, yes. Right. And they bring them in in plastic because the the glass is too heavy. Yes, it is. (laughs) I remember those. (laughs) (laughs) But they are in plastic, yes. Um, Other ways I have changed my nutrition for cancer prevention is that I, and avoid, you know, creating those extra, uh, you know, extrogens, is that I try my very, very best not to eat any foods with trans fats. And do you know it takes nine months to eliminate a trans fat from your body. So once you've eaten it, you got it. And I also try to avoid partially hydrogenated and hydrogenated fats in all foods. And I don't use refined oils like soybean oil, corn oil, or vegetable oil. So what do you use then at home? Love this topic. Coconut oil. Okay. Real farm butter. Hope Creamery butter is my favorite. Yep. And olive oil at low heat for olive oil. Right. Sprinkle that on top of my salad usually. Um, You know, these man-made fats that a lot of people are consuming nowadays interfere with how our cells work. And also, because I eat so many vegetables, I make a very serious practice of eating organic fruits and veggies so I avoid all those pesticides that mimic estrogens. I also try to eat grass-fed meat whenever possible. And, you know, we know. And it's just so much more tasty. Yes. 
That was interesting on big, you know, on the Big Island in Hawaii. Yes, um, the meat there was all grass fed. Excellent. At all the nice. Grass fed beef. Grass fed beef. Grass fed beef. But then when you drove around the island, you could see why because they have they actually have ranches there. Oh. And they have, of course, they're being grass-fed. Oh, that's wonderful. Isn't that yep. great? Mm-hmm. Isn't yep. that great? Yes, it is. So, and we also recommend, Susie, as you do, eat lots of vegetables. Yes. Uh, especially broccoli and Brussels sprouts, because researchers have fo- actually found a compound in broccoli and Brussels sprouts that can actually prevent many cancers. Mm-hmm. Isn't Mother Nature mm-hmm. intelligent? Yep. This compound in broccoli and Brussels sprouts is called Indo-3-carbonyl, or I3C. It destroys, are you ready for this? Yep. CDC-25A. Okay, what is that? Mm -hmm. It's a molecule essential for cell division and growth. And as we know, cancer uh, grows and divides extremely rapidly. So if we can uh, destroy this CDC 25A, uh, we can not have this cancer the cell dividing division. so quickly. Yep. So you're saying, Wendy, is that Brussels sprouts and broccoli naturally have this in their... In that's, the, that's what I'm saying. So That's what I'm saying. Endo-3-carbonyl, broccoli and Brussels sprouts, everybody's favorite food. Yep. So researchers at Ohio State University Comprehensive Cancer Center found this CDC-25A is present at abnormally high levels in about half of all breast cancers. This CDC-25A molecule is also present in a lot of prostate cancers, liver cancers, endometrial, or endometrial cancers, and colon cancers. So there you are. Yes. Cancer protective things in our vegetables, Mm -hmm. broccoli and Brussels sprouts. And we also know another wonderful uh, vegetable that is cancer preventative, and that is kale. It's one of the best. People are out there going, kale? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Kale. It's one of the best cancer-fighting vegetables, but unfortunately, we do not usually have it in our diet. Kale is rich in vitamin A. C, riboflavin, niacin, sulfur, sodium, potassium, phosphorus, and chlorophyll. So if you haven't tried kale, here's a quick and simple recipe, and very delicious, I might add. Just wash the kale leaf, then pull the leaf off the stem, saute it in a little olive oil or coconut oil, and for flavor, add a tablespoon of Bragg's Liquid Aminos, a wonderful soy sauce. Tastes great. So I don't know. I when I was at Mississippi Market last night buying, you know, Brussels sprouts. Well, it's a good thing you went last night because there's not going to be any left now today. <laughs> kale. You know, it's interesting. There was like four or five different kinds of kale. Aren't they there. beautiful? They are beautiful. And I, you know, I have to admit that until we started talking about kale a lot in our classes, I hadn't eaten kale. I mean. Susie? No, I hadn't. In fact, now I eat, obviously, a lot more of it. I had some this morning. Okay. Yes, and my daughter even eats uh, something called kale chips, where you just bake in the oven. 
Oh, they're wonderful. Yes, my daughter is nine years old. So now, do you make the kale chips yourself? I do. They're very, very easy. They're very oh, uh, delicate. Okay, you got to share. Uh, do we have time before we take a break? Uh, no, we don't. But when we come back from break, hold on, yeah. and we'll get uh, to Susie's kale chip recipe. Yes. I want to hear it myself. <laughs> okay. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. As nutrition counselors, we always believe in food first, but sometimes supplements are also necessary. Metagenics, a company that supplies professional quality supplements, developed two wonderful products to help detox estrogens that we use frequently. The first one is actually called Estrofactors. And usually we have people take two to three of those a day for two to three months. The other supplement that I use extensively is Meta Endo 3 Carbonyl. And this is actually, it actually comes from broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and cabbage. Again, two per day for a few months. And you use that a lot, don't you? I use that a lot. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. So we'll be right back with Dishing Up Nutrition. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I visited a fish farm off the coast of Big Island, Hawaii. Uh, Before visiting the farm, I asked one of the helpers on the whale watching boat, I went whale watching too, uh, what do they feed the fish? And she said, kibbles. (laughs) So the next day, when I had an opportunity to ask the fish farm you know, technician, I learned that they use an advanced technique to keep the water clean. And they feed the fish fish meal and soy. So it takes seven pounds of fish meal to make one pound of fresh fish. So what they do is to cut down the cost, they supplement with soy, which is very interesting. They are very careful about the water, not having any contaminants and all that. And then then I said, and then that's genetically modified, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And they said, yes. So that's just interesting information. It is interesting information. Yeah. Yes. And um, we have a, oh, I know, the kale recipe. How could we forget? (laughs) Kale chips. Well, I'm not sure if I recall it exactly, but basically what you do is you take a kale leaf, wash it, Mm -hmm. dry it, cut it into about a five-inch strip, coat it with olive oil, and you just use a little brush, and then salt and pepper it, and then you bake it for a certain amount of time. I can't recall off the top of my head the temperature and the duration, Mm -hmm. but it isn't very long. But I do have it on my blog, and you can go to www.puredirection.blogspot.com and click on Recipes and scroll down just a tad, and you'll see a picture of kale chips in a bowl with the recipe underneath. Okay, say that one more time so people... Probably said that really fast. (laughs) Uh, You can go to www.puredirection.blogspot.com, click on Recipes, and scroll down just a tad, and there should be the recipe for you. Good. I'm going to make some kale chips, providing I get to the store before Before it's all gone. Yes. But you know what, Wendy, before you take that caller. Sure. um, You know, I have another recipe that I want to share because I don't think a lot of people do this. I just take a head of cauliflower, organic, and I just slice it very thinly. And so then it's so simple to do. And then I just put that in a pan with a little bit of either coconut oil or maybe a little bit of coconut oil and a little bit of olive oil with a little bit of salt and just saute that. 
and that comes out very, very, very nicely. That sounds yummy. And it, it's you know you don't have the big chunks of cauliflower, but you just yeah. have the sliced cauliflower, and it's delicious, very delicious. So, it sounds delicious. Now easy. I don't do cauliflower for breakfast, but cabbage. Oh, I do. I do the cabbage. I love slicing up cabbage like that and mm-hmm. sautéing it in butter with a little salt. It's just great. And then we know this is a very uh, inexpensive way to prevent cancer: mm-hmm. cabbage, kale, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, Indo three carbonyl guys, <laughs> and let's prevent those cancer cells from growing. Are we ready to take the call, Dar? Okay. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Debbie, welcome to the show. Sorry you had to wait so long. That's okay. Thank you. Um, my question is: you were you were talking about how being overweight is um, very bad for uh, potential breast cancer, but what about if somebody? is uh, skipping meals in an effort to not be overweight. Not a good idea. (laughs) Not a good idea because that is actually more stressful. Mm -hmm. They have found that that is probably the most stressful thing that you can do to your body is to skip meals. It uh, creates uh, too much uh, cortisol in your system, actually. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So that's not a good idea. Um, Which creates visceral fat. Yes. Okay. Thank you. That's what I thought. Okay. It sounds like you're trying to make a point for someone. (laughs) Yes. Okay, good. (laughs) Thanks, Debbie. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Should we we... take another caller? We have time. Okay. Michelle? Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good. Thank you very much. I have two questions for you. Question number one is, there's some significant research about the importance of a vegetarian diet and cancer prevention. If I don't want to be a vegetarian, is there a way to have cancer prevention and be eating meat and fish and chicken too? Yes. Please. Um, you know, again, we grass-fed organic meat. I mean, and that's the way you go. And then I would only eat probably wild-caught fish. Mm-hmm. Um, that would make sense to me. Uh, so that's those, and then a lot of vegetables. And I still think that that is the healthiest way to eat for Absolutely. people. Hope that helps. Yes, that does help. Thank you. And can I ask one other quick question? Absolutely. Regarding um, if you want to cook with higher with a high-temperature oil, what would be a safe one to for higher cooking temperatures? Uh, coconut oil, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And we are just huge proponents, Michelle, of coconut oil. I mean, if you look, it it, it just, uh, it balances your hormones, it balances your blood sugar, it supports your thyroid and your adrenal glands. Uh, it helps reverse insulin resistance if you need to lose a few pounds. Uh, coconut oil is just a wonderful, wonderful oil. And so, and it also has a very high smoke point. So you can, uh, you know, saute vegetables at a higher temperature, so... Definitely coconut oil, hands down. Thank you, Michelle. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. So, Susie. Yes. We got a few questions for you. Okay. (laughs) In the last few minutes. Alrighty. Um, Wendy, did you want to ask your question first? Yeah, what I wanted to ask, uh, Susie, is if you had everything to do over again, because Mm -hmm. we know that you had, uh, you know, uh, chemo and, uh, and, you know, surgery and all of that. Mm -hmm. 
would you do anything different if you were diagnosed with breast cancer today? Absolutely. And a lot of people that surround me know that I would do something differently. I would take my time and really look at the cancer because it was so slow growing. I would do a different approach rather than going into chemotherapy so quickly um, out of fear. You know, right. that's another thing is this, you, that fear captures you. And even the most healthy, natural people jump into that, are victims, victims of that. But I would have tried through my diet, really examining that under a microscope and with supplementation and trying to shrink my tumor that way. Okay. Oh. That's what I would have done differently. Okay. Very that's a, I'm sure that's a new thought for, mm-hmm. Absolutely. for many people. And, but, you know, people are scared to do that. I understand that. Right. Um, you know, so many people, you know, jump into the standard of care. But from the research that I have done, uh, nutrition has been proven to shrink tumors mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. reverse cancer. And our, our immune system is our natural way. I mean, we all battle cancer attacks every single day, and a lot of people don't realize that either. They don't, do they? No, and it's our strong immune systems. And, you know, I was eating healthy, but I had a problem with the estrogens and stress. And you can eat great, but if you have a lot of stress in your life that is pulling the nutrients out of your body, and that breaks down your immune system. But, you know, really, really focusing on nutrition, I think, plays a very key role in, you know, bringing tumors back down and preventing cancer. You know, and I think one of the things when we're working with clients, what we try to tell them, you know, and because people are living, a lot of people are living under a lot of stress these days. Oh, absolutely. And so it's almost like if they, if you are a person that has a lot of stress in your life, you have to eat in a super nutrition way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's like, you know, the whole idea of not having oatmeal or cereal for breakfast and mm-hmm. having kale mm-hmm. or cauliflower in with your eggs rather than, you know, sugar. Exactly. I mean, it's those steps that you have to take in the fact that you can't skip meals when you're under stress. You, Absolutely. You have to eat every, you know, five times a day to make sure that you keep your blood sugar balanced. Mm-hmm. You know, some of those things, because the reality is... We live in a stressful world. We certainly do. Yes, we do. So, anyways, when I think about simply adding vegetables to breakfast, I am practicing a cancer prevention plan. And as Dar and Wendy often say, food can be the problem, but we look to food to be our solution. Thank Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you. And thank you, Susie. Thank you.